Awesome. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, here we go. Um, Richie Jackson, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on the Potadu podcast. I am your host, Michael Mahaney. You are joining us from the comfort of your home, it looks like. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. And I am comfortable and well. Everybody's It's well. a view. It is a view. Look at that painting. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the best things about all of this is like getting to see the insides of people's homes. It's also like every episode of everything right. on television is like uh, MTV's The Crib right now. So it's like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So um, I, you've obviously spent a lot of time doing some incredible work with Lady Gaga over the years. Um, but before we get into that, and, and I'm not going to take up too much of your time today, but I do want to ask, you grew up in San Francisco. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily know how yeah. you found your way to dance initially. And that's something that I really love to share with people. So can you give us just a little insight about how you initially found your way to, to dancing and, and how it sort of led you to where you got to? Yeah, so I was dancing probably since I was about, you know, five or six years old. Um, I really fell in love with dancing with my, when my mom had a cheerleading squad at the local high school. And so I started choreographing them when I was 13. Then from there, I, I joined a dance group and I was in it for about two or three years. But the, you know, the guys that I were dancing with, they were in high school. And at that time, I might have been like sixth grade, seventh grade. And so they eventually graduated. So from there, still fell in love with dance, uh, became a band geek. I was a percussion captain. I was a drum major. I loved playing music. It was like my all day, every day, but still was dancing on the side. Uh, when I turned 16, me and some friends, we used to always just sneak into the clubs and go clubbing out <laughs> in San Francisco because we just loved music. Um, you know, there was a time where, you know, not that they don't make the same impact, but, you know, music videos made a huge impact. Those live shows were such huge impacts that, we just felt like we had to be a part of it. And the only way to be a part of it was to go and dance at clubs. Wow. So, but once I graduated, you know, I went to Tuskegee University in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I want to be a lawyer. So I was all about, you know, pre-law. I was like, I want to be a lawyer and fight for justice. Like, that was like my thing. And then one day I cut on MTV. And I looked at an Aaliyah video. Uh, the video was called, Are You That Somebody? And I saw one of my old group members dancing with her. And once I saw that, I literally called my mom as soon as it went off. And I said, I'm out of here. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm leaving the LA. I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. Now I had a full scholarship and great grades. I was a political science major, English major. And I left, that might've been on a Thursday when I saw that music video, I left on Monday. Oh my Ow. gosh. So wow. moved back to my I moved back to my town outside of San Francisco and worked for about a year. And then after that moved straight to LA. And when I got to LA, I didn't know anybody. Um uh, you know, classes weren't online back then. There was no social media. So you had to really actually find a dance class. And I literally I was living in uh Hollywood and I used to ride buses all over the city. And one bus took me to this place called the Valley. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, where, like, where am I going? What bus did I get on? And then I happened to see this place called Morlandis or Millennium. And I saw dancers coming out of there. They were sweating. They were hot. They were dancing. 
And I remember pulling that bus cord like, this is it. Let me off. <laughs> That's and so then, funny. I am joining you, know, you from there. the valley right now. I am <laughs> I, in the valley. I'm in Studio City as we speak. Not yeah. Too far. <laughs> yeah. So, and then once I got there and I just saw dancers dancing everywhere and sweating and learning and picking up routines, I just, I was just like, I found heaven. And sort of like, that's just where my dance career started. After that, uh, my first job was dancing with Will Smith in the 2000 Grammys. Ended up working with, you know, Missy Elliott, NSYNC, Jessica Simpson. I did iPod commercials when they first came out. Right. Uh, I was on American Idol billboards. I was dancing like crazy everywhere and for everybody. And I remember just loving to dance with every different choreographer. That was my goal, was to just dance with as many different choreographers as I could. And that's where it got started. And, so. and you, you have, you've danced with so many choreographers, you've danced with so many artists, and you've also obviously transitioned into a career as a choreographer yourself. Um, one other question too, before yeah. we get into your specific work with, with Lady Gaga, with whom you've worked so much, and obviously the video that just premiered uh, a couple of weeks ago, but how do you think all of those yes. different dancers and those different artists with whom you've worked coming up over the, the, the few years, um, how do you think they sort of influence your work as a choreographer? Um, you know, as a dancer, you, you, you're sort of like going down the rabbit hole, like what's going on and what's happening around me and how do I keep adapting and keep adjusting? And from that side of it, I just figured out, you know, how to just make it work. Mm. Um, every choreographer is different. Everyone's got a different style and different vibe. And, you know, the air I come from is don't ask questions. Just make it work. Right. <laughs> so as a dancer, that's what I learned. Now, when I started to assist, the first person I ever assisted was Michael Rooney. And he literally found me at an Usher audition and called my agent and said, there's this guy and described right. me. And it was who he saw at an audition. And what I learned from him the most is that simple is effective. Simple but effective. Because I was a kid, I was a freestyle kid, a club kid. So I always thought it was about the fastest moves, the, you know, the hardest hits. You catch every beat, you catch every word. And with him, he sort of like opened up my eye to like less is more, as well as those other things as well. And so from there, I used to always tell people, you know, once you start assisting, take your time and learn everything. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. I assisted and I took my time and I learned everything I could before I became a choreographer. Um, my thing is that everybody can make up steps. You can make up steps, Michael. I mean, anybody can make up steps. You don't want to see but my made up say, steps. But does it mean that you're necessarily a choreographer? Different story. I mean, that's how I see it. Like, everyone can pick up a, a phone and take a picture. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a photographer. Right. So right. all that to say is that I just learned a lot about making it work. I learned a lot about, you know, how to think on the spot. And I also learned about, you know, simple but effective. Less is more but also to step outside the box. And that's what makes, you know, in my opinion, great choreographers like Tina Landon. Oh my God, I love her. Mm. She's, just, she's just awesome. The work that she's ever done with, with Jana was just to die for. But yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of the base came from. And, and so that idea of, of less is more and simple is the best is, is uh, truly plays out to the best possible way in, in, it seems in your work. So taking a look at, at Stupid yes. Love, um, it's obviously super fun, and it, it, but at the same time, there's so much depth to that, to that choreography and there's so much um, 
deep meaning in what's going on in that storytelling. So, um, yes, obviously your work as a political scientist, uh, studying law, um, community sort of activism is, is sort of taking the, the forefront in this, in this piece. So give us a little bit of the insight, maybe with your collaboration with Gaga on the, uh, on the origins of the video and on the origins of, of how you guys decided how you were going to create these different cultures, these different, if you haven't seen the video yet, check it out, but it's a number of different uh, cultures yes. that are celebrating yeah. each other, but also battling each other. Give us a little insight into how you guys came up with this concept. <laughs> so the concept, you know, she brought to me at a rehearsal one day, just me and her, mm. or her and I, and she said, you know, it's about where we're at today. Um, you know, everyone has their groups or crews or tribes or the people that they, you know, see like things about the world with. At the same point, we're at a time where because of those differences, there's been so many actual clashes, whether verbal, whether physical. And there was a time when it didn't used to be that. Uh, there was a time, Michael, where you could like the color blue and I could like the color red and we could still go out and have a good time despite <laughs> that. But now it seems like these days, if someone has a different opinion or a different way they see things or a different belief system, all of a sudden we can't hang out. We can't be together. We can't celebrate together. We can't be around each other. And so when she brought it to me, I thought that that idea of sort of like, you know, art imitating life was genius because I think that we needed it right now. And so once she played me the record, when I heard Stupid Love, what I was most excited about was that it was such a feel-good song. Mm -hmm. It was a pop song, but it was a feel-good song. And I felt like pop had been going a little dark lately, in my right. opinion. I think that part pop has turned into like dark pop or gothic pop or like emo pop. It's like, it's all these sort of like dark undertones. And I was just happy to, to, to hear something that sounded like light. Right. And yeah. so um, once I understood her story and what she wanted to get out of her head with her music, then once I understood the, the costuming, the outfits, the each color, sort of like what they represented in her eyes, then that's what led me to say, okay, you know what? Then each crew needs to feel different. Each crew needs to dance different. They need to approach um, the video in a different way, but then all come together through her and through music and dance. That's, and so that's sort of like the seed of where it got started. That's, and that's so cool. And, and what a lot of people have talked about too, since the video and the song have both come out, is that it's this kind of throwback to the style that you guys had worked on when the, uh, uh, the last few albums have sort of been a little different for her. But this was kind of a throwback to the 2013 album, to the 2013 pop style that was sort of going, uh, going on back then and to have this feel-good song, as you said, and yes. this feel-good um, piece come out was, was really great, but also the fact that it's so culturally significant and has this uh, not-so-underlying tone of, of uh, importance is, is very, very cool. Um, one other thing that's very noticeable right. about the video is that it's so incredibly cast. Uh, I, you've been posting a lot of videos on your Instagram lately of the auditions, which is very awesome content. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go check out uh, Richie's Instagram page, uh, at Richie Squirrel. Uh, yes. And uh, you can see some Woo! of the casting process. But you've got beautiful dancers of all different ethnicities, race, uh, body types, um, so many different people. How important to you was uh, 
diversity in your dancers and um, how did you go about uh, casting? Uh, so diversity, uh, inclusive of all race, gender, age, style, uh, height, weight, you know, sexual identity, like all of it was, mm. was sort of number one. It was key. Um, you know, I had about probably like 700 people show up um, <laughs> between the guys and the girls. And what I told them, I was like, I'm going to probably end up keeping a lot of you. Um, because I'm literally looking for everything, you know what I mean? Anything and everything. And I was like, just give me who you really are. That's what I need to see. And so we ended up casting 49 dancers, um, awesome. with that in mind of all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities. I knew that we'd have different, you know, colors in the video. And I knew that they would often represent different kinds of people. And so with that, I probably kept about 150 and God, the casting process, I mean, all over my house and on my floor was like where they're like, where they're headshots and resumes. That's awesome. <laughs> so, and so, you know, it was, it was awesome. I, I met with the, with the house and, you know, which is our styling department, our hair and makeup, um, and I would represent the choreography. And we just, I narrowed it down to who I saw in each, in each crew. And then after that, they looked and we all just agreed. And from there, there it was. And so they got those phone calls and, and they were <sighs> happy to have got started. the best gig. <laughs> okay, so you've got your 49 dancers. Rehearsals have started. How, uh, give us just a quick sort of rundown of what the process was like of the shoot. How long did you have to rehearse? How long did you have to shoot? How involved was uh, Gaga in the choreography? And... Um, from from sort of like casting to shoot day what what was that process for you so for me and and with gaga i mean we've worked together since god since 2007 now at this point right. and so she's always allowed me to cast you know who i thought was suitable for every project she's mm -hmm. just someone that believes in me as far as who's gonna be behind her who would be great to represent the vision and so she pretty much shows up to rehearsal and meets them all for the first time and it's mm -hmm. it's probably one of the you know other many there's so many many amazing things that happen during rehearsal but that part of it is always just like okay i know she's coming in <laughs> and they don't know what time she's gonna get here but when she's there she's very uh warm arms open she hugs everybody she meets everybody so that's always a, a highlight but prior to her getting there uh we rehearsed for three days prior to her getting there and it was just me with the dancers and putting everyone you know with their crews and just really trying to figure out what would be best for each crew and those dancers were in there for eight hour days dancing their butt off and it was just, it was just amazing. And, and also it was just really great to just see people coming together under dance and just loving each other. The energy was like really high. It was, it was awesome. Loved it. Every bit of it. That's so and cool. then when, when Gaga came in, you know, like I said, she meets everybody and then she's like ready to work. And right. we start working together on the choreography and then she starts to do it with the dancers and it just sort of unfolds from there until we get to the set. <laughs> and how long did you have to shoot the actual uh video uh we had two days to shoot it wow two days nice. two, two days it was like 5 a.m to sundown so Oof, that's two days that's some long days <laughs> um well the video turned out incredible um i'm everybody has just been 
uh, eating up that song and eating up that video since it since it came out. Um, yeah, you are also obviously as we were talking about, you've worked with so many different dancers and so many different um, choreographers over the years. You now are incredibly busy, but uh, I, I got to ask you this this pandemic that we're all sort of living through right now. This um, it's got, you know, there's so many different things happening for so many different people. There's doctors on the front lines that are seeing the worst of it. And then there's people that are sort of staying home that are absorbing media and trying to find out what's going on and looking to, to dance and music for a, a way of, of um, you know, escaping even. But some of the work that you've been working on has sort of uh, been forced to be postponed and canceled. Um, yeah how how is that affecting you as a as an artist um i mean for me i just i listen you know when you're when you're when you're i'm, I'm pretty much in studios or on a set or getting ready for something right pretty much every week right. like and so and you know and i've become accustomed to that obviously and i love what i do and i'm humbled and you know I'm addicted to it because I just love it so much. I never thought I'd ever be able to do what I love and do it for such a long time. Um, but when it all came to a screeching halt, <laughs> it just made me just appreciate it all over again and to love it all over again. And, you know, I, I've been here and I'm getting my mind ready for when this thing does not necessarily go away, but when we can get back to work and when society can get back to doing what it does. Mm -hmm. I just have this ideas ready and things that I want to do that I just can't wait to do. I literally can't wait to get into rehearsal. I cannot <laughs> wait to, to, I can't wait for the first eight hour day. I can't wait for the next audition. I can't wait to be on the next set, you know, whoever's it is. I, I, it's just made me fall in love and have a new appreciation for it all over again with this time away. I agree so much. I can't wait to get back into the studio myself. I can't wait to get back into what, uh, into, into what we all do uh, as quickly as possible. But at the same time, making sure that everybody um, is safe and that we're doing it the best possible we, we, that we can. Um, Richie, I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that you want to talk about that we haven't, that we haven't talked about? No, just everyone just, you know, we're all alone. We're all in this together. Everyone just stay safe out there. And when they allow us to get back to work, please love what you do and try to fall in love with it all over again. I love that. <laughs> and it is. It's just, a, it's just an incredible reminder that uh, what we all get to do is, is something really special. And, and even though it gets crazy yeah, and busy all the time, this is just one of those opportunities to sort of remember that and and think about the importance of what we do and the importance of what so many other people also do. Um, Richie, thank you so 100%. much for taking the time to do this today. You're welcome, uh, Michael. Uh, I loved having the chance to chat with you. I will um, keep you up to date as to when this airs. And uh, thanks again, keep creating and enjoy some, some much needed time off. I will, <laughs> thanks so much. All right, dude, I'll talk to you soon, thanks. All right, have a good day. You too. All right, bye.